Someone got fired. Um, this is a statement from the hockey writers. At the hockey writers, we encourage the support inclusivity for all, regardless of ethnicity, gender, race, or sexual orientation. We don't condone and will not tolerate any divisive behavior. We are aware of a recent comments on social media made by one of our writers. And we have informed the individual that they are no longer employed by the TWH. We apologize to those who may have been hurt, offended, or outraged by this. We are proud to serve as a platform for our current and future female writers. And we stand with all the women who are working to aspire to work in sports. Is that the guy that we were talking about the other day? Which guy? Uh, the guy who made the stupid comment about women? Yes. Okay, cool. So, this guy, TJ underscore Cass person. So, for all we know, this is not even a real person. Um, and, of course, the guy, you know, because, guess how many followers he has? Like 30? 37. Oh, I was close. So... You snowflakes are fucking pathetic. What he said is 100% the truth. Let me guess. Um, Ear <coughs> Asia, E-U-R Asia, is about to attack. What about the East Asia? And then he goes. So, he starts by saying, someone said, Tristan Horman said, Dude, women who are in sports are huge sportsmen and genuinely love what they do. They're not pretending to know what they're talking about, like you think. Congratulations for not knowing what the story is about. He said there aren't more women in sports because they have other interests... Not that they shouldn't be, or the ones that are stupid. Tristan said, he implied women are only interested in travel, pets, and other stuff, and not sports. He didn't. He said that women aren't in sports because they have other interests. It doesn't matter what those interests are. What matters is, it's the fucking truth. Show me one woman sports fan, I'll show you 10,000 Men sports fans. And then some woman, Kristen Shilton, who's retweeted what that Larry Fisher guy said. So I guess that's the guy where that got fired. You yeah. think more men than women are passionate about sports because we make room for male voices in sports. Boys see slash hear that. And thus feel included in that space. My passion was always for sports. J2. Maybe I too. I don't know if she put J. But, but I originally didn't pursue it. Because I thought. Where are the women? So going back. So some guy Gordon. P- 
put it on top of that saying, Kristen's perspective is invaluable here. It, it would be good to consider the opinion of women in sports if that's not too threatening. Your 10,000 to 1 ratio is interesting. Is that based on empirical data or a vibe? TJ says, I hear what you're saying, and I'm not discounting what she said. I'm upset that the guy got fired for telling the absolute truth. He still, he still wants to stick to that. And then he goes on saying, as far as 10,000 to 1 thing, most men have been in sports fans since they were little, little kids. Most women sports fans, okay, become fans as adults because of their boyfriend slash fiance slash husband. Because they saw her passion that they were and they wanted to be involved in their life. <coughs> Thoughts, concerns, questions. Um, that's a lot to read, man. That is a lot. That that that's a lot. But first off, you know the dude that got fired. Yeah, he absolutely deserved to get fired. Um, it just it just goes to show you that again, it's so much hurdles for women to be accepted. Not only in sports, but in media, there's always some loser dude that has to comment, and that's really upsetting. Like, why is it that there's a whole bunch of dudes that think it's cool to just be an idiot? That's that's not okay. And I think that means I think that's like really really sad. And I tweeted earlier. I don't think it's cool for someone to lose lose their job, but if you're gonna say something insensitive. Sexist or racist, that's not cool. Sure, we're allowed to have opinions, but not everything that's thought should be said. Like, okay, if if you're raised in the South and you have a whole white family, if you want to think, you know, fuck black people, I, I hate N, you're allowed to feel that way, you're allowed to think that. But do you think it's really okay for you to say that? Do you think it's okay to put on a sign? Do you think it's okay to put on social media? It's not. You know, if you hate women and you're for rape, do you think it's wise to announce that to the world? Think of the backlash. Again, just, just, just like I said yesterday, and we've mentioned this on this podcast many, many times. There are certain things that, as a society, we should just all agree on. Pedophilia, bad, right? Rape, bad. Stealing, bad. Spitting on people, going going to people's personal space, not not great, bad. Racism, bad. Hate someone for their gender, age. Skin tone, bad, you know, you know, trying, trying, trying to misabuse elderly people just because they're old and take advantage of that, bad. And this should be one of those things that's bad. I don't know why people got to try to discourage women for being in sports. I mean, it's not a, it's, it's not a great way to go. So, you know, as long as me. <laughs> of course, Trevor Bauer just took a picture in front of Minute Maid Park, of course. 
But um, as long as me and James are around, we're going to do everything we can to say, hey guys, fuck you. I agree, and as long as we are doing this show and we have our media accounts, we will emphasis on women in sports, man. That's what we're going to do. Uh, tonight's game, the Eagles are favored by four and a half points. Michael Kay vehemently said that, they, that the Eagles are going to destroy the Giants tonight, even though both teams are very, let's face it, both teams are terrible. And uh, according to Day Glazer, they're both open to trading everybody. Everyone is on the table. That's according to Jay Glazer, and I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll have to. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you that I picked the Buffalo Bills to beat the Jets, and that's my pick. I got the Bills beating the Jets. It was a tough one. I, it was a hard decision, but I, I think this is gonna be a tough game. But I'm leaning towards the Buffalo, and I'm picking Buffalo. That's 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 pretty funny that you say that. Because uh, <laughs> I originally was going to pick tonight's game, you know, after hearing how confident Michael K was. And then, you know, just because I'm tired with that, I said, you know what, it's, it's a risk. Because Joe Judge could have the guys fired up. So I'm going to pick that game. I look at the schedule. <coughs> and uh, I'm taking the Bills as well. Oh! So for the first time. We will eat regardless. We are going to be tied. Jets win. Wow. We're going to be tied. Wow. Bills win. We're going to be tied. No matter wow. what happens. No matter what happens. And hey, if they tie, we're still tied. Win, lose, or draw. So there is no change. No change at whatsoever. No change. Going into just remember, we still have our definites out there. Uh, the last thing you know, you have until Sunday if you want to put a definite. That's right. But <coughs> I don't know. For me, it's too early, it's too early in the game to do that. It's week seven, so I'm not gonna. It, it's 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 too early. But either way. Maybe you never know. Um, tonight our guest is gonna be the lovely Kelsey Trainer, NYC lawyer slash producer slash writer, formerly Blue Bloods CBS, and she's smart. She likes her sports, so that's gonna be interesting. But I I teased the rant earlier in our group chat, and. Gold Gloves finalists were announced today. And, oh, uh, and here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. I think professional athletes are soft. They're soft. They're super soft. They're incredibly soft. Especially a guy like Masahiro Tanaka. Alright? Yadi Merlino, I'll give a little bit of a pass to. He, he's still soft, but he gets a little bit of a pass. But guys like Jackie Bradley Jr., guys like Yadi Merlina, no, I mean not Yadi Merlina, Masa Tanaka, or so, especially Tanaka, he puts a crying emoji 
And and then later on he says, Well, I'm going to get better to change my pitching and feeling. My guy. Why do you care about a personal award? Is, is that the guy you want to be, huh? Personal man? You sucked in the playoffs. I don't know why people care. I don't know why people care. Your goal, your goal is to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Especially Tanaka. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more mad at Tanaka because you, you pitch like shit. You sucked. You weren't good. You were trash. So I think all athletes are soft. You know, as Michael K said, this thing is trash. It's voted on by the writers. Same thing at Hall of Fame. So stuff like this is never going to change. You know, maybe, you know, in co- in coaches vote for this too. So apparently people are stupid. Um, Gio G- Gio Arcella should should win third base. Uh, the redheaded loser did get a finalist, but don't be don't be shocked if Joey Gallo wins. No one should be shocked if Joey Gallo wins. And for all the people on Twitter. We riot! We riot for no Tanaka finalist! Shut up! What What do you care more? All nine Yankees being final circle glove? Or 28? Guess what? 28 didn't happen. Didn't happen. And yes, Korea should get... <coughs> Korea should get gold glove for shortstop. He should. It's probably gonna happen. So I know most of the Yankees Twitter will get will, will, will get their pathetic panties in a bunch when that happens, but people gotta stop their meaningless awards. MVP doesn't matter. Rookie of the year, uh, okay, okay, that's cool, I guess. You know, All Star game, uh, all right. Go Glove, eh, okay. Defensive player, okay. Come back, oh, okay. But at the end of the day, one goal. And if your team is not hoisting the trophy at the end of the year, you weren't good enough. You, I don't care if you had 360 home runs and 200 RBIs. You weren't good enough. <coughs> Thoughts? Um, questions? Concerns? Okay. Um, apparently, these are decided before the playoffs started. So, of course, that's what so many people are gonna say. Of okay, um, I I get what you're saying. Um, I was waiting for this take, and man, you just went like scorching. You basically went scorching flame on on the Yankee Twitter fan base. You just went went like. Now, I get where you're coming from. I agree. Um, I think. I see both sides, because oh, I'm a both God. sides kind of guy. Yeah, because yeah. you like to kiss everyone's ass, you pathetic person. <laughs> I don't like no, people that hate me. I'm James, <laughs> and I'm a good guy. <laughs> no, I get where you're coming from. I'm not saying your point is wrong. Your point is very factual. And if, you, if people don't think your point is factual, then, you know, I don't know what they're talking about. But at the same time, too, though, I understand the other argument. But I think... It's more of, I guess people love Tanaka, and people just have an affection for Tanaka, and I understand I don't the get love it. for him. I, I don't, but, I don't get it. Seven years but, of failness. Seven years of failness. He never, he never did did one really important thing for the franchise, you know. So I, 
I don't understand. I, I, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. But there's a fan base that just loves him. But at the same time, too, he didn't pitch well this year. And he did, and playoff Tanaka was nowhere to be found in the postseason. Nowhere. So. All I his starts were garbage. Garbage. But no, people don't care about that. They say, but what, if, what about his other starts? Do you know how he pitched? Oh, my God. Oh my, he made an all-star team his first year with the Yankees. And he couldn't even play in that game. He couldn't even play in that game because he was hurt. Two all-star appearances, no gold gloves, <coughs> no Cy Young Award, no championship. That's the most important thing. No championship. You know what? And I'll, and I'll say it right now. If we fast forward to the next eight years and there's no championship... Garrett Cole contract bust. He can win 20 games a year for the next 8 years. Action. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm sticking with it. He can win 20 games a year for the next year. And win all his playoff starts. If we don't win the championship. His contract is bust. But CC is worth every penny. Why? Because he brought home the title. I think you're more focused on the championships than the awards, and I think that's of that's course. more, you know, I think that's where you're coming from. That that's 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 what it's all about. It's what it should be about. Now, 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 sure for them, does the personal award maybe matter for money wise for contracts? Okay, I that part I get, but it's that, but but it's just it's just a bad look when you have a guy putting a crying emoji. Out of losing a personal award. That's the part that people should look at. He's crying about that when he sucked in the playoffs. That, that That's what caught me. That was my first thought. Most, most people thought probably thought of it the other way. Oh my god, he got robbed. No, he robbed us. Masahiro Tanaka robbed us. He was trash. Hey, if, if he wins... Against the Rays, guess what, guys? We played Houston. And who knows what happens. So, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Right? So, how has your 2020 COVID year been going so far? Uh, you know, I can't complain because, um, you know, got a roof over in my head, I have a job, um, so, <laughs> can't fully complain, it's, it's been kind of just like the struggle, like everyone else, with, uh, you know, being inside and working from home and that fun stuff, but other than that, it's not too bad. How about you? Uh, it's not Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, it's uh, Jay, the other half of the sport, too. So i got to ask, um, you have a job, and we're grateful for that, but how do you keep busy because it's COVID and there are a lot of restrictions? So what do you, how do you keep yourself focused on your task at hand? You mean work-wise? I mean, yes, work-wise. Honestly, like, honestly, like a good playlist is probably... <laughs> Is probably the answer. Um, a good playlist helps me like really focus and on work, and also just taking breaks, kind of like getting out during the day and taking a walk or something like that. Because it seems like you can't separate work and home uh, that much when you're doing it all at the same time. 
And, uh, you know, maybe something like this has always been going on, but, but it seems like just lately, you know, all of the idiots want to share their hatred on social media. You know, you know, you know, whether it's an old man saying, Maria Taylor is wearing a provocative outfit, or Katie Nolan sucks at her job, or she's pregnant, why is she working in sports? And shout out to Molly McGrath for being awesome. You know, what What are all your thoughts of stupid men just trying to belittle women for working in sports or degrade them or just talking to hear themselves act stupid? You know, I think if you're a woman in sport, like, you ought... Something that you hear all the time is, like, why aren't you in the kitchen making a sandwich? Um, so, I mean, at some point, you just get used to it, and you tune it out. I mean, at some point, the new button is just fantastic because, you know, it just it makes people uh, irrelevant. And I think for people who are um, trying to get some sort of reaction, that's the, kind of the best revenge, the best medicine. Um, but, you know, it, it does, it just comes with the territory, and it's kind of just such an ignorance, and it's so obvious, and I think when you're, when you see the women out there that are absolutely just crushing it, and you also see, like, the data in terms of, like, marketing and viewership, it's like, it's actually just bad business to not understand, like, women in the sports space, and whether it's women's sports or just women in, you know, the business side of men's sports, or the coaching side, et cetera, I mean, it's just... It doesn't make sense. Women hold uh, the majority of the spending power uh, across the country. So, um, you know, I think it just comes with the territory. It's like you just there's just people out there. And, you know, men and women, um, you know, I have to just give a shout-out because there's a lot of good men <laughs> out there that, like, you know, come to our defenses and understand that, like, women in the sports space are just women, uh, you know, working, and that's about it. Um but uh, it, they kind of come to our um, our defense, but it, and it, that's important because I think we don't just need allies; we need advocates um, to kind of be out there and, and having that conversation. Not just any time we get attacked, but kind of taking the initiative and you know really supporting women in sports and giving women you know giving them the credentials, basically you know by supporting them by. Uh, you know, sharing their work, it's just really helpful because then you have, you know, Joe Schmo over there in his basement seeing, you know, some guy they respect out there promoting and sharing the, the woman's work. And it's like, all right, hey, maybe this woman's legit. Um, so that's super helpful. Uh, take, us, um, take us through um, a day of, how, like, you're working and, you know, especially you love sports too, but you're also like, you know, you're working, you're a lawyer, and you work with all, and, and how, how, basically what I'm trying to say is that, how do you deal with all the negativity that comes with men, because, especially in the workplace, like, do you have to deal with men in the work, where you work, where you always see that one guy that says an ignorant comment and thinks it's all funny, especially when it involves women in sports? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a lawyer, and so the legal profession is um, mostly men. And so coming from, like, that space in general, um, you know, it's super old school, super conservative. I literally had a judge once in the courthouse like, pinch my cheek. Um, and I was just absolutely flabbergasted that that was something that would happen, you know, 
uh, wow. in the in the last two years. So it's kind of like not that big of a difference coming from the legal space, you know, into the sports space. But in terms of like the negativity and you know any of that stuff, it's like you've got to just like tune it out. And I think I like think back to Amy Amy Trapp, you know, the great one, and she's just like I just went in and did my job every day and didn't even think about the fact that I was a woman. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still going to get, um, you know, those comments, those negative things. They're all going to come back to you, but I think it's the ability to kind of just ignore them, stay off social media or mute people. Like, you don't need to see, you know, nasty comments coming into your feed all the time. Like, just mute people or block them. Um, it's so much easier and it definitely leads to, like, a, a better mindset overall. So um, that's how I deal with it. I know some people choose to engage um I choose, I choose not to give people that sort of relevance um but you know it, it's not that different day to day from you know the, the legal space into um the sports space it's a lot of you know just a decently male dominated industry so um I just do the work and you know people are going to hate regardless and then just keep on you know, making money and <laughs> putting stuff out there and they can keep on hating, you know? And then what's crazy is a judge is supposed to be, you know, the highest power, you know, he judges things, he makes right. orders, you know? And and he would have never done that if 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 you were a man. So for, oh, he never for something done like that, that all, like, like was, he, was he reprimanded? Was he disbarred? Was he, you know... What, 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 uh, what, nothing. Really? I mean, part of that, part of that's on me, right? It's like, he was an older judge, and so you're supposed to kind of like that, you know, oh, he's old school, oh. and, you know, that's just how he is, and that's at the end of the day, it's my career that's on the line, that, 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 you know, if I report it, or if I kind of come forward and, and tell somebody about that, um, then that comes back to me, and I'm overreacting, or, or you know, so-and-so. Um, but it's the same thing. I mean, I had an intern, a male intern who was like six, you know, six, two, um, you know, he's like this young kid, 22, 23 years old. And I'm at this point, you know, an established attorney, I'm clerking for the judge. And I would have the, I would walk into court with him and I would have the attorneys uh, on the case shake my intern's hand and not mine because they thought he was the lawyer. And I'm just sitting there like, you know, like, this kid, this is a kid. Like, he has no idea what he's doing, but go ahead and show him respect because he's a, a tall dude. Um, and so it is what it is. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think it, it makes them look, you know, slightly idiotic. And, you know, there's a, it's just sad to say that sometimes there's a balance of how much you can take and handle. And, you know, sometimes there comes a point where you just can't and you have to, you know, tell the right people. But, yeah, nothing happened to the judge. He was like an older guy and, you know, old school, blah, 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 and, um, you know, did I think he was necessarily, like, nasty or, you know, had ill intentions for doing it? No, but it's just not something you should have to be subjected yeah, to Yeah, it's not professional at all. At all. You know, it, it's, it's probably one of those things like, oh, Kelsey, come on, you know, are... I think he was like, I think he saw me in the morning, like walking in the courthouse and I was early and I was tired and I didn't have my coffee yet. He like literally just like mm. went by and looked at me and he's like, Kel, Kel, you gotta wake up. And he touched my, like pinched my cheeks and I was like, oh no, 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 no. That's not something that we do. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I'm not bad. Hold, 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 hold on. Sorry, sorry, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
uh, be, before we get into sports stuff and whatnot, what's what's your thoughts on what's happening over the you know for a long time now with the Washington football team? You know, I see. Listen, I, I don't know that I'm like the most informed enough about this to, to answer fully, but I will say that what I have noticed is on the social media space um, that they have started hiring a lot of um, diverse talent to lead this new, um, you know, to lead the new way that the team is hopefully going. And I'm a big fan of those people that they've hired. Um, you know, in terms of social media management, content, um, and in the in the front office. So I kind of hope they're they're going in the route that I think they're going to go in. But um, also in terms of the the reports that came out about the environment and the trips and the you know all that the women were subjected to, it's just I hate to say it, but it's just not shocking. It's not surprising because I guarantee you, it's it's across the board. There's so many other places, industry, other teams, that that is the norm, you know, it's just not, I think maybe as a woman, you're just kind of like numb or immune to to it, but like nothing is really shocking or surprising in terms of what happened in the past. I hope that, you know, going forward, they're making the right, uh, in my opinion, you know, the, the right move going forward and I'm listen I'm from Philadelphia so I'm an Eagles fan so uh you know poor poor well I want to say I want to stay healthy um before we get into sports um to me I always say that anything that happens it starts from the top like it's always bad ownership like I'm a Knicks fan and I can tell you from experience when you have a bad owner it always starts from the fetch down. Until the owner is removed away from the scene, you're probably going to see the same thing. It's, it's like the definition of madness. You, you know, that's what everyone's saying. You know, the definition of insanity is when you do the same thing over and over, over, and over and again expect, and you expect that expecting a different outcome. That, that's what Dan Schneider, that's what James Dolan is. No matter what they do, they can hire the right coach, the right front office, the right scouts, the right everything. Until the owner is gone, you're going to continue to see the same results over and over and over again. So that's, that, to me, no matter who they hire with, with the Washington football franchise, as long as Dan Snyder is still there, it's going to continue to be a joke and a forever will be a joke. Just like the Knicks, as long as James Dolan runs the Knicks, it'll forever be the same thing. You know, you're, you're not wrong, and I, I don't disagree with you in terms of, like, you see the Utah soccer uh, program, that what's happened out there, you know, their owner, it came out, you know, some things that he did and this and that, and fortunately in that situation, they're forcing him out, they're forcing him to sell. Um, but... Yeah, because if, if he stayed there, that's, that's the source of it. And I don't think until you kind of, you know, get to the top and have a change entirely in culture and thought process and, and way of doing things, you just, you're not going to see results. So I'm with you. It's definitely a definition of insanity for sure. Now, you're an Eagles fan, and the Eagles are playing the Giants right now. Um, I'm a Giants fan. Let's be honest. Oh, no. The NFC East is trash. It 
it is, it is, it is a dumpster fire. It's hot bizarre. Like, I think my former high school football team can win the NFC. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Like, I think, I, I think Alabama can win the NFC. It is a toilet. And I know that you, you got your Super Bowl in 2015-16 against the New England Patriots, the Eagles' first Super Bowl in franchise history, and you, and when, mm-hmm. even though he played that season, he was injured, he was going to have an MVP season, and he did. Um, I got to ask two, two questions. Number one, Go ahead. your thoughts on Carson Wentz, and number two, your thoughts on the Eagles' franchise since they've won that Super Bowl. You know, I think I have an unpopular opinion on Carson Wentz. I like him. I think he is a good quarterback. But I think that ever since, you know, listen, I don't think the Eagles win the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz that year. You know, everything he did up until that point when he got injured was um, essential for the Eagles winning. You know, he had some really epic uh, performances. And, you know, without him and without Nick Foles, I don't think the Eagles win the Super Bowl. But I think that after he came back, um, he had this complex about him that he needed to do, like he needed to be the savior and hero because he had so much to live up to because, you know, just right before that, you know, we had won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Um, And so I don't think that he's ever got back to his playing style pre-injury that year. And that playing style was, you know, I think what made him so successful. I think since then, he's gotten to this, like, hero complex where he feels like he needs to make the big play or this play or whatever. And it's like, you know, there's so many times he throws interceptions or he doesn't make the right decision because I think he feels the need to be the hero in this city that, you know, hails Nick Foles as a hero. Um, so that's my that's my take on, on Carson Wentz. I think that, you know, physically and skill-wise, he's a talented quarterback, but mentally, I just don't know... Uh, that he will get back to that space. Um, so, you know, I can't say I'm not a fan of Carson Wentz, but, you know, it, it's half of the battle, and, you know, a lot of times more than half the battle is, is, is mentally. Um, so so we'll see what happens there. And then um, in ter- the second question was what about the Eagles in general this year? Yes, oh, the Eagles, since, yes, since yes, won. yes, since you won your Super Bowl, how the Eagles fan base have received Carson since that Super Bowl because technically, even though he was on the team, Nick Foles is one that yeah. won the MVP. I think, I mean, because of that Super Bowl win, the Philadelphia uh, fan base was appeased for a, a decent amount of time. So I think, um, you know, listen, I think to expect someone to like come back the next year and win the Super Bowl is for Philadelphia fans. It's not necessarily something that uh, you know we had expected. Um, and I think that he's been given a long uh, kind of leash in terms of what Philadelphia fans have put up with. I think that at this point, people are kind of getting sick of it because, uh, you know, I don't know. I think that maybe things have to be shaken up a little bit. Um, but I don't know that that's, you know, Carson Wentz. I, I don't know. Um, I think that in general, you know, this there's been so many injuries and, you know, issues at the wide receiver position, et cetera. So... Um, overall, I just think that, like, it still hasn't worn off that, like, we're Super Bowl champs, you know, it doesn't feel that long ago, so we still have that, that going for us, like, you know, um, but we're still, we're, I think Philadelphia fans are, like, reverted back to, like, oh, well, this checks out, you know, Philadelphia team not being great, um, that checks out, and it's very on brand for us, so, um, listen, we'll always have our, uh, Super Bowl <laughs> 
That's that's part of the problem, right? If if Carson Wentz could stay healthy for 16-plus games a year, I think the Eagles will win 10-plus games a year. And I think they yeah. own the division, and I think they do very good, and, and they have promise. But he can't do that. It seems like every time he, yeah. he, he gets into a rhythm, he gets hurt. So they, yep. you know, you know, they got to think about okay, this guy is future quarterback level, but is he realistically going to be our quarterback for the next ten? And if that if that answer is no, you got to start working now because even 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 when most teams draft a quarterback, it's going to take at least one year to to get him with the system. He's not gonna. He's not going to come out winning 12, 12, 13 games, bringing you to the title game. Not even Trevor Lawrence, and and and, and maybe he right. might, maybe he might not be close to even Andrew Luck. He he eventually got to a title game. He eventually did good, but he didn't do good right away. So it, it takes time. And how much how much more time do you have? You know, Ertz isn't getting any older. Kelsey isn't getting any older. Ertz is on the, is on the training block. Sorry to interrupt, but Ertz is on the training block. Just so you yeah, I did hear oh. that. I did hear, wow. hear that. Uh, should be interesting. Yeah, um, everyone on the Eagles, um, from reports from Jay Glazer, said that both the Eagles and the Giants opened the trading everyone. Well, the Giants will not trade Barkley, but basically everyone, everyone that's active, that's on the active roster, that's not injured per se, well, is open What would they get for Ertz? Wow. What would they get for? I mean, you know, I think even too like I think what you're talking about, like in terms of like drafting the quarterback. When you look at the college football seasons, like especially COVID and everything, all things considering, these players aren't getting the normal reps and, and game experience that they would be getting in other years. So you're not going to have, I think, quarterbacks coming out in the next, you know, two to three years who are as experienced seasons. Um, you know, as quarterbacks of past. So I think it's a good point that you make in terms of, like, getting somebody and needing to develop them for a bit because, you know, COVID and, and everything that's gone with it has also put some um, restrictions and some, you know, things at play where quarterbacks aren't going to – they're just not going to have that uh, game day and, and you know, uh, well-worn experience that some of these other uh, players had the benefit of in the past, you know, Forever. Yeah, um, I I think if you're, it's interesting that because you said it with your Eagles because you guys drafted um, uh, Jalen Hurts and you guys have been using him in different uh, packages. Um, I don't think Jalen Hurts per se is the next guy to take over for Wentz. No, I not. still think Carson Wentz is the franchise, but I think. The reason why you drafted Jalen Hurts is because, well, Nick Sudfeld's going to be a free agent, so you kind of need somebody to be the backup quarterback. So you kind of don't use. You kind of need somebody, and with Jalen's skill set, um, you it's actually beneficial because you can actually use Jalen in different like sub packages, um, Wildcat, um, yeah. So it benefits. Um, also, too, um, you're, I'm assuming since you're an Eagles fan, you're all Philadelphia everything, if I'm assuming, you're, you're a Phillies fan? You know, I am a Phillies fan, but I grew up a Celtics fan, so that's kind of like my departure from, um, you know, I'm a huge basketball person, so 
Um, and Philadelphia, I think, is a, is a basketball, um, you know, mecca, especially in the women's, women's basketball, um, but, like, you know, in terms of, like, college and whatever. But I did grow up a, a Celtics fan, so I kind of departed from the Philadelphia scene a little bit Smart there. But move, obviously so. has an insane respect for, for the Philadelphia, you know, the 76ers, for sure. Well, let me ask you this question, though. Since you're a Celtics fan, how does it feel that the Lakers got, got no God ring number 17 and tied you guys? chances.
She's not coming. I, I can't believe I can't. Listen, Giannis is either going to... No, he's not coming, but he's not. Yeah. But, like, you asked me yeah. pose the question. I'm going to... If, if, if he did, I mean, come on. It would be freaking epic. Don't worry, Kelsey. You have more of a chance of seeing Giannis go to the... Go to the Celtics over Giannis going to the Knicks. That's why he's mad. That's why he needed to say he's not coming. No, it's just that you got you got to think about realistically, man. You got to be smart. I mean, honest. Well, let me yeah, think like, like realistically. How does it feel to be like the other like New York team because of like, like you know Brooklyn? Oh, 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 oh! Kelsey throwing bombs. We like this out here. Since they won, you're non-stop talking Lakers. Non-stop. Non-stop talking Lakers. But, but, continuing with James's misery, many, many years back, Giants, Eagles, Giants up, 10 seconds left on the clock. 
all the kick has to do is 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 just kicking away. Oh my gosh! Just kick away. That's the all he has to do. That that man. that's all he has so to do. Beautiful. He kicks it. Now now not only does Deshaun Jackson make himself look like an idiot, he fumbles. I don't know how that happened. He fumbles the original catch, but then he gets the ball and he runs and he runs and he runs, and then he scores a touchdown. And all Giants fans that, are crying like little girls. Uh, so tell us your memories of that glorious, glorious day. Oh my God! Wow! I think I screamed, and I I know I remember being so mad when he dropped the ball. And then when you look back at it, the fact that he dropped the ball and he fumbled it a little bit and recovered it actually led the the defense to being in a position that they couldn't get him once he got around the edge. So, I mean, listen, that was just insane. Um, I I have uh, very fond memories of that moment and just like, uh, listen, but, I mean, you can't even talk about the rival, like a uh, Eagles-Giants like rivalry right now because like we said earlier, both teams are absolute trash. So it's like, cool, great, like we're... Our records are absolute trash. Hey, Carson went for touchdown. Hey, I didn't start in any of my fantasy leagues this week because, you know, why would you? Well, that uh, helps. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's great. I'm really glad that you brought that memory up. I'm still, because it's funny because when that happened, the Jazz won Super Bowl next year. So thank you for that painful memory because we still got three more than those Eagles. So it, it don't matter at the end of the day. Because you know, there's something about four that's greater than one. Listen, it was a beautiful memory for me. I don't know what you want me to say. It was a great memory. I I I think there are times where where I just casually go on YouTube and I type in Miracle Miracle at the Middlelands too, and you know I just watch Sean Jackson just basically shitting on every Giant fan there, all Giants fan jumping for joy, even while he's still running. You know, you know they think okay, all 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 they have to do is tackle him, and all they have to do is tackle him. But 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 Deshaun's like, really? Do you see my speed? And he just keeps running and running and running, and 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 just for James oh, trying to throw jabs at you. I think it's beautiful to do back-to-back jazz and that's awesome. You think, you think that's a great moment? How about talk about when, when your Eagles beat his Patriots in the Super Bowl? How about let's go to that memory. When Tom Brady was dropping back with you. We can talk about 2004 first. Curry, How about that? Very, How about 2004 Curry, first? Then Curry just came up and just said, Tom Brady, you're nothing. You're garbage. You can take your championships and shove it up your butt. Let's talk about that memory. That was great. But, I mean, listen, the, the Super Bowl, for me, the memory was the Philly special. I mean, I, I will never forget that play. I will yeah, never yeah. forget that moment. It was so gutsy. It was so, it was epic. Beautiful. And to me, that was the moment that everything shifted because you had this, you know, definitely thought we were going to win, but then it's always like the Philadelphia, you know, thing of like, no, nah, it's just never going to work out. But the fact that we converged on that because it was fourth down, like, that, to me, was just, that told me, like, we were going to win the Super Bowl. The reason why I hated that so much is how wide open he was. Not not even a defender within a mile. He was, he was in the middle of the ocean, and Patriots players were trying to use boats with holes in them. That's how wide open Nick Foles was. That's how wide open. But, but, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, though, before that fumble... I'm sure every time Tom Brady touched the ball, I'm sure you were were nervous all night. 
because he oh, was just slinging touchdown after touchdown Listen, after I, touchdown. I also hate the Patriots, but I'm not going to sit here and deny that they're champions, you know, up teams times over. Like, it is what it is. Um, so you can't, like, sit there during that game and think, oh, we're going to win. Tom Brady and the Patriots, there's just... You know, you look at look at Atlanta, um, and you just know that that's a you know that's something that the Patriots can do. So um, Atlanta choked that was time, so come on. Right, I know. Kind of, kind of on. I'm, 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 I mean, did they choke or or did they just try to think about okay? We're up twenty to three against the greatest coach and quarterback in the world. Let's try. Let's try to score twenty more. Maybe that's what they were thinking. But Bill said, "Do you really want to do that?" Do you want to leave the Kel- greatest Kel- throw in the football you know, with time to throw? Kelsey, I just want to let you know that he's a Patriot fan, so that's why he's saying all this garbage. Now, switching gears, um, are you are you a hockey fan or no? You're not really a hockey fan. You know, I'm a Flyers fan, and then I think this year I'm going to try to get into women's hockey uh, because my friend Erica Ayala, who's a, a writer for a number of different places, really follows along. So I'm going to try to get into to women's hockey as well this year and, and see. But, listen, I enjoy all sports. Um, it's just oh. hockey games to me are, like, some of the most fun to go to because they're just – they're so aggressive and they're so fun. You should look um, into so, the uh, Boston so Pride. I'm a Flyers fan. Now, 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 hold on, hold on. I got to ask you this. So, if you're a Flyers fan, I got to go to Game 7 of this past Eastern Conference Divisional Game seven, you oh came back God. from the Islanders oh down three one. Game seven, were you thinking, oh man, this is gonna be fun? Flyers come back from three one. Like, wasn't that? No, like, honestly, I never. No, I never thought we were gonna win it. To be honest, never. I, I just really didn't. No, I, I really didn't. Aww. I think the Flyers are. It was fun to come back from three one, but it's just like. I don't know. I just never had the feeling this this season that the fly, this was the team for the Flyers. I think you just know sometimes. I, I knew when we were from the Super Bowl, you just knew that that team was, like, special. Because in Philadelphia, you're not used to having, like, four teams that are just good all the time. So when a team is that team, you just, there's a feeling. Like, things that just normally don't go right for you go right. And that happened all season long when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Um, and so I just definitely didn't have that feeling with the Flyers at all. He, he's um, asking that because he's an Islander fan, so he wanted to try to shove it in your face. No, I, I, that is not Don't true. lie, don't I lie, don't lie. Fan. Do not lie. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, I am an Islander fan, but come on, man. Like, I, I would not shove that intentionally. I just want oh, to go sure. through what the Flyer fans were thinking. They, were, they came back from 3-1. They forced the Game 7. They won games like five and six and game two in in overtime and double overtime. So you know, I just I, I just want to get a Philly fan's perspective. That's all. <laughs> Listen, I think a Philly fan's perspective in in the year of twenty twenty is just that we're happy to have gritty. Um, <laughs> you know, I I think he is so funny. Right. He is he he's a, he's a great mascot. Uh, he is. I mean, I think it's, I think we just consider everything a win after Gritty, to be honest, because he's just so cool. He takes the cake. He's special. He's famous. No other mascot is going to be as epically, insanely horrible and awesome at the same time. So, Speaking of um, that. You know, I, I think we've, we've taken a win for a while. Who who do you think is more popular, Gritty or, or the Fanatic? 
Oh, I think Gritty has overtaken the Fanatic. Um, sad to say, but for sure. Uh, the Fanatic is iconic, but Gritty is just fun. And it's so funny because I have a friend that works in hockey for the, um, the San Jose Sharks, and I did learn that there's this, like, interesting, you know, background battle of the mascots and, like, the people who are them. And, like, a lot of the other team mascots are super jealous and bitter of Gritty and the attention he receives because, you know, he's on... Jimmy Fallon and James Corden and all that stuff. There's this, like, underworld of, like, mascots who are just bitter that Gritty is so famous. Hilarious. His rise was very quick. He came out of, he comes out of nowhere, then, then he's, he just becomes the most popular mascot. No, when, when... Well, it was like, Philly, literally, when they announced it, everyone in Philly was like, this is absolute trash. And then as soon as the rest of the world said this is absolute trash, Philly was like, no, 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 wait. Actually, you guys can't say that Grady's trash. Only we could say that. And I think from that point on, it was like everyone decided that Grady being trash was actually cool. Um, and it was kind of like this, like, mascot that's like, you're like, not sure if he's on drugs or not. He's so reckless. It's hilarious. Um, what do you think, um, what, what, what do you think of, like, um, with with how the NBA and the NHL and all the sports leagues handled COVID? Um, I mean, obviously, I think the bubble is the best scenario, and I, you know, I applaud, um, you know, I, one, I have to applaud the NWSL being the first sports league uh, back to team sports um, because I think they kind of set the example. I think they were also, like, a training round for other leagues and to see how you can get fans to interact, how you can get sponsors a part of this all. Um, and then, you know, I think the NBA and the WNBA kind of led after that in terms of what a, a advanced bubble looks like. Um, you know, I, 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 I guess I never did. I always thought the NFL was going to play because I just think it's too much of a moment or not to. Uh, but I also thought that about the NBA but, and then making the bubble work was, was pretty cool. Um, so, you know, listen, uh, I, I'm just, I'm thankful to have sports back, but at the end of the day, like, the fact that, you know, there's just so much unknown and that these, these players and teams and, you know, staff and, and are going out there and, um, you know, risking a lot, it's hard. I think it's, it's hard, but I, I do applaud the, the measures that a lot of the places of the bubble have put in, have, have put into place. I mean, I think the Major League Baseball, that was really rough for a while. Um, you know, it was, it was hard to kind of keep seeing those headlines. It's like, what are we doing here? Have you not figured out that, like, testing and isolation work? So. What do you think will happen? Because there's a pitcher on the, on the Boston Red Sox who got COVID, um, and he just got permission to walk a couple, a couple of weeks ago because he had myocarditis. Uh, what do you think would happen if a player got got COVID and eventually dies, but sports leagues just said, okay, we keep on playing? What do you think would happen with sports? I mean, listen, I think I've said from the beginning that, you know, I don't know that a lot of these precautions and bubbles or anything are necessarily to keep people safe. I think that they are... Uh, to prevent people from getting sued, to prevent these organizations from getting sued. And probably the only way that you do stop or from continuing is if something like that happens. Because it costs a lot. 
it would be horrible, um, you know, one, that somebody died because of the sport continuing, and then the way that a, a league or a team would look at it is financially, right? Like, that's just the very sad part about all of this is that um, I think the sports leagues have looked at it all financially. It's like, you know, let's not necessarily do what's the best and safest thing, but let's do the thing that is the least likely to get us sued. Let's put the most amount of things in place that is least likely to get us sued. Um, and so I think it's kind of sad that, you know, I do think if, if, you know, God forbid that did happen, I think it's a kind of a day of reckoning nationally for uh, sports leagues, but it's just the very sad part of that that's kind of how, when you're making so much money, that's what people think. It's like a cost-benefit analysis, and until something absolutely hor- horrible happens, uh, they just like, let's keep on making money. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's kind of like how uh, sports ladies, when they say, oh, well, we're doing this because of fans, and we're do-. you're not doing this for the fans. You're doing it for money. <laughs> it's always been about the money. Right. It's always right. It's, been. It's, it's, you know, multi-billion dollar industry, so... I wish sports players would just be honest and just say, hey, look, we're doing this because we're losing revenue because we can't allow fans in the stadiums, so we need to make revenue, so we need to find to do this safely so our players don't get COVID and we can generate some sort of revenue. Just be honest. And no way. Yeah, but they'll never, they'll never do that because it's a risk. It's a legal risk. It's a financial risk. So they're going to put everything in place, and they're going to say it's in the interest of, of safety and whatever and health, and hope that everything works out and do the most amount of things that they can so that they don't get sued. Who do you think, when when the season comes to an end, with, with possibly six wins maybe, who do you think will, will win the NFC East, or at least? Oh, my God. I feel like that's a, an unfair question to be asked. I have no idea. I, I, I personally think it's either going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys, and I'm going to be honest. And I'll just, and, and I'm not just saying this primarily because I, I think the Giants are are garbage. I just think that the Eagles are can somewhat take advantage because the Cowboys are a mess. So I'll say the Eagles. My last question, and then I'll go into rapid fire. Um. Tell, I, I just want to know, tell us um, your background and how did you get to where you are today, you know, in your work and, you know, because you're a lawyer and I want to get a little bit of your backstory. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, obviously I, I don't work in sports. I work um, in the entertainment industry as a lawyer for a media company. Um, but my background in sports, I coached college sports before I went to law school. I went to law school in the Philadelphia area, and then I practiced law there for a few years, and eventually left the law for a little bit, and went into TV and film. I worked for the TV show Blue Bloods, um, and through that, I kind of gained a crash course in the entertainment industry, met a lot of different people in different industries, um, and that led me back into the law in the entertainment space, uh, but it also allowed me to meet people in the sports space and, as well, and 
from there, I just, I, you know, I work for a company that has websites, and one of the websites I'm able to write for and host a podcast and kind of focus on, like, the women's sports stuff, which is obviously, you know, something I care deeply about. Um, and just also kind of, um, you know, I would like to call myself, like, the female Jay Billis because I love how he is. He's a lawyer, like, not a lot of people know that, but he takes you know, legal stuff happening in the sports space and kind of makes it, like, understandable because at the end of the day, the law is super boring. Um, so I kind of also like to, to dive into that and to analyze and get into some of the stuff happening in the legal world in sports and make it understandable, put it in a way that people, you know, don't bang their head against the law because at the end of the day, the law can be super boring and dreadful. Um, and so that's kind of my background, and you know now I, you know I, I've worked in the sports space, but also the entertainment space, and just go back and forth on a contract all day long. Ah, awesome! And we're gonna end this with a little bit of rapid fire. It's gonna be a little bit of a different spin on rapid fire. So I'm gonna ask you some quick questions, and you're gonna give the answers off the top of your head. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Growing up, what was um what were, who was your favorite athlete? Larry Bird. Like nice. Um, favorite Netflix show. Ooh, I guess we didn't really have Netflix for growing up. Okay, <laughs> my favorite like TV show in general, I probably yeah, that, that's fine but, too. Yeah, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was was a was a big one for me. Favorite food. Peanut butter and jelly. Oh, how, how can you say no to PB&J? Okay. Classic. Um, okay, and this is a debate. Candy corn, yes or no? Absolutely not. Oh, oh my way God. Way to go, great answer. I love candy corn, man. Okay. <laughs> candy corn is Okay, Reese's or peanut butter cup? Real Reese's peanut butter cup or Twix? Reese's peanut butter cup. Love it. That's a star. Um, okay. Um, um, big, um, best, best go in their sport. Tom Brady or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Easily, hands down. Okay. Um, um, the mo- most overrated player, um, Donovan McNabb or Terrell Owens? Donovan McNabb. Thank you. And last important question. Um, if you had to take three things with you to survive on a center island, what would it be? A water bottle. Uh, yes. A knife. <laughs> a knife. Um, and a, uh, whatever the thing is called, I forget what it's called, to start a fire. Like a, a flint or whatever that's called. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, I went full survival well, mode there. Absolutely, yeah. I can't, I can't believe you. I said three things to, to survive, so you got to go survival. Well, Kelsey, Giants I got to say the game. that. Oh, absolutely beautiful. We love it out here. Um, Kelsey, wow. I just got to say um, thank you so much for thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for everything you do. And also, we we here at the Sports Dudes support um, support women in sports, and we want to continue that. 
So thank you again so much for coming on and giving us a moment of your time. Yeah, thank you for having me, and I definitely appreciate that support, and I know a lot of other people do too. Uh, you're awesome, Kelsey. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Dad. Have a, have a good one, and go Bird. Yes, go Eagles. That's right. <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying the Warriors are not good enough with Curry, Clay, and Dre, but they'll be good no. enough if they add Giannis. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Um, I'm sorry. I idiot of the word of the day. Idiot of the word of the day. James Celestin, come on down. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I I really hope James is joking on that one. If he's serious, he's, he's out of his damn mind. Kelsey, thank you so, so much for coming on. Smart, talented woman. You know, even even though the phrase is women in sports, it it doesn't have to be in the sports world. You can be a kick-ass woman as a teacher, as a cop, as a lawyer, as a garbage person, you know, stockbroker, you know, a corporate CEO millionaire. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sports reporter, a news anchor. You know, someone, someone, someone coming in team. You know, there, there are plenty, of, plenty of badass women out there, out there everywhere. So that's 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 the goal to get strong, powerful women that can make a difference in this world. And Carson Wentz stays on his feet. Way to go, Carson! And that probably makes every Eagles friend in the world nervous because this guy literally gets hurt all the time. And that's about his third run today already. So he's he's probably trying to get very very, very, very upset. Um, so James is gonna put up a poll. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make it twenty four hours. And if the Nets win two championships in the next five years, the the re, the reason why it's five years because I'm pretty sure, I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure. That, that we can fast forward five years and the New York Knicks will not will not win a championship. And these next five years are the Nets window with Katie and Kyrie and whatnot. So and then will it be the Nets town? If you vote yes, it's gonna be Nets town. If you vote no, you think the Knicks will still be relevant and the garden will be enough. I'm sorry, if the product sucks, the building is not enough, okay? There's only so many times where you can see jerseys hanging, hanging from the actors. There's only so many times where you could see a picture of Celine Dion singing at, at the garden. You know, eventually that's not good enough. It's a thing called talent. The Knicks don't have that. And and Celebrity Raw, I mean, sure, it's popping. I mean, sure, sure, you could see your owner throwing out fans. Sure, you could see your owner throwing out multiple, multiple icons. But is that what you're paying all that money for? Through ten, through all his years of season ticketing, my man Spike posted over $10 million. <laughs> Think of all the waste of money. three hundred grand a year, I believe the amount was. Like, come on, man. What are we doing out here? The Knicks are trash. The Giants are garbage. Like... The, the Islanders are maybe just starting to get good. So, 
I say rip to your fandom, man. Other than the Yankees, and let's face it, even the Yankees have been sucking lately. I feel bad for your fandom, man. You you really have a lot of horrible fandoms. Oh, listen, man. My local squad is doing quite well, man. Winning the Champions League in the Premier League. So my fandom is okay. No one cares about soccer. Literally no one in the world cares about soccer. No one in the world? No one in the world. No one in the world. No one in the world. Everybody could die, and people still know soccer's garbage. Anyways, before we, um... One last thing before we end it, um, a few quick notes. Um, Larusa, top candidate to manage the um the White Sox. Obviously, the Gold Gloves are awards are finalists. Congratulations to Tanaka. Wow, and back Frazier. to the White Sox. That would be pretty interesting. So I meant um, so I meant the White Sox. Sorry, the White Sox. I meant to say the White Sox. That, that, that's what I said. Um, back or, to the White Sox. That would be interesting. He he wants managed the White Sox. Yeah. Um, also, um, Alex Cora likely to go back to Boston. Shock, shock. Um, another person on the White Sox list is AJ Hinch. So keep that in mind if you care. And last but surely, um, the ratings for Game Two draw 10 million, which is the second lowest viewership it's been. So. getting a field goal. We like that in these parts. You know, the NFC least is garbage. You know, we 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 got we got see see he's he's trying to talk in the middle of me. He's trying to be rude, but you know what? I'm not gonna let it happen. Go Carson Wentz. Go Carson Wentz. I hope the Eagles win. I'm putting it I'm putting into the atmosphere now. The Giants got a lucky win last week. everybody knows. Giants fan know it. Washington football fans know it. The whole NFL's laughing. And and that's how pathetic the Giants are. Plus, that possibly could have took them out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. So that's also why they're idiots. But Car- Carson went drink that drink, my guy. 7-7. Seven, seven. You're about to get into the second quarter. And I think we'll go to sleep tonight. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. It's right to victory. I think not only will they win. I think they'll win by 17 points because the Giants are that bad. What What do you think, sir? How do you think your trash New York football Giants will do? Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. Aww, you don't have a prediction, really, really? You're going to end the recording without giving a prediction? Are, are you that much of a sheep? Are you that much of a coward? Are you that weak? I'm not much of a coward, just I'm not giving a prediction, so... Because I don't have a game to go. You could be right. Eagles could yeah, because you know the team sucks. That's why. Because you know the team is hot garbage. Or, or, the, or, or the Eagles could lay an egg in the second half. We don't know. We don't know. So make a prediction. So, uh, I don't know. The people want to know your thoughts. I, I said I think the Eagles are going to win this game tonight. Dave Rosenberg, big time Giants fan, said the Giants are going to lose So give us a score prediction. No. Give us a score prediction. Uh... Oh my god. 20, 20, 28 to 13. 
Oh, we like those predictions in these parts. Way to go. See, guys, I forced him to give me a prediction, and what happened? He didn't stick to his guns. He he kneeled down to daddy. We like that out here. Now that's how we'll end it. Good night, guys.